Hello, everybody, and welcome to Take Note. Hi, Hello, everybody. Andy. Hi, 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 George. All the way from <laughs> Melbourne, or yeah. some say some say it like Melbourne. <laughs> Hello, George yeah, from Manila. Melbourne. I'm Randy here, and I'm from Manila. So welcome the to Take man Note from Manila. Yeah. Welcome to Take Note, episode two. Yes, no. This is the place where we tackle discussions not about just our experiences. All right. This is not this is not the George and Randy show. All right. It's about life's experiences and the lessons we learn from them. Not just you know not just our insights, but hours meaning this this show includes all of you who are listening as a whole and you know what we want to do is we want to take note of key things to hopefully equip us and encourage us and you guys to make the right decisions at various crucial points in your life yeah right? our goal george our goal in take note is this is not like a netflix movie that you <laughs> that you tune into okay this is something that um, that requires your 100% attention and uh, yeah. this is some interaction so we we want you to listen in and then join the discussions so now for you to be part of the discussion we need you to be here <laughs> okay okay so for, I, for are they still there yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have dropped off right yeah yeah so <laughs> so for the next few episodes uh, we'll be asking you to join our small community and like our social media, which we will announce um, soon so that you can participate yes. in the conversation. Exactly. Because again, this is a conversation not just between uh, Randy and myself. It's a conversation among all of us. All right. So if, if, if you weren't aware, um, our, our first two launch episodes are essentially part of a two-part series, which we already started in the last episode, the first episode. So before you proceed with listening to this, if, all right, if you didn't catch the last episode, the first episode, please catch that uh, just to put a little more context, all right, in, in what we're, uh, to, to what we're talking about. Because the first episode, uh, all right, was about the worst decisions Randy and I ever made. And today, we're talking about the best decisions that we've made. So that's the, that's the sort of two-part series we put together to launch this podcast. The five worst and five best decisions we've made. And yeah. as we talk about these decisions, all right, um, they might not be exactly be decisions that you can, you know, do yourself. But then what we want to do is just to get us thinking about, you know, what, what are the things we've decided on in life? And what have we learned from them, basically? Am I right, Rans? Yep, yep. Every, every single day we make decisions. So as soon as you wake up, um, what, you, what, what to wear, where to go, what to eat. Yep. And um, we hope and pray, George and I, we hope and pray that um, whatever we will talk about here, you, you'll be able to apply in your, in your own lives. Not that we're experts, but uh, just just because we are journeying with you and whatever life lessons mm -hmm. we learn, uh, we'd, we'd gladly share with you. And I'm excited, yeah. George, because we're going to talk about the f our five best decisions. Yes. Mahirap there, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard. You know, Rans, we, uh, we, we make around 35,000 decisions a day average, all right? Can you imagine? And, um, wow. George? Uh, Per, George, per day, all right? Yeah, you, you must be bored to be able to, for, for you to count that, George. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know. Do I, you do I, anything I, I during made, the day? <laughs> well, actually, I, I kind of fell short yesterday. I only made 33,570-something. I have a counter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, pedometer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, so you, you, you have to make, you have to take 10,000 steps a day. And 35,000 decisions. 35,000 decisions. All right. Decisions. So can you imagine 35,000 decisions per day times how many days in your in your in your year and how years of your life? We've narrowed it down to the five worst <laughs> ones we made last you know last week. Uh, sorry, last episode, which was also difficult, and now five of the best. I'm really excited today, um, even if it was difficult to narrow them down because we did narrow them down, Randy. Right. Yep. And so here we go again. As you listen to these, um, 
whether or not there are decisions you can actually make, you know, the exact same decisions. That's not what's important. I, we just want us all to reflect on uh, what what we can learn. So, just to give a little theme to the first decision, Rans, our first decision is about letting go. Okay? Letting go. The, yeah. Ay, hindi pala. Wait, wait, letting wait. Go. <laughs> letting go. Letting go. Letting go. Letting go. Let go. All right. So, okay. I let go. I let go. I let go of my car. All right, Rans, I bought my first car. I, I had a car before I bought my first car. It was parang I, I inherited it from my parents. But then when I uh, was able to save up for my first car, all right, uh, it, it was, I loved it so much. You remember this, the green Civic, all right? Yeah. And when I, Rans, when I bought it, there was only what, um, I think 14,000 kilometers on the, uh, wow. it, it was, it was so fresh the, the 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 headrests had plastic covers all right because the person who owned it only traveled from bel air to uh to ayala tower every day that's the, that's all she did and no one else has ridden in the car she's a single um she's a single person and um the only time she brought it really far was like one trip to Subic. I think it was like the the, the wheels were, fr- you know, it was an old car, but it was still fresh, so to speak. And so mm-hmm. it was really a bargain for the price I got it. And it was just everyone was like, wow, your car is so, so nice, all right? And it was my dream car, honestly. It was the exact car I wanted to buy. But <clears throat> to be honest, I didn't take care of it that well. And after several years, I, I had to let go of it. We had to sell it. And it took me, I think, a year to let go of it. Meaning we had talked about selling it so that we could get a better car um, because it wasn't running as, as well anymore. And it took me around a year to let go of it because I was so sentimental about it. I was so attached to it. First car, it's so nice. You know, it's, it's the perfect car, so to speak. But you know what? As soon as I sold it and as soon as we bought a new car, which was also a bargain and it was you know, great and arguably better. I really thought I would spend forever missing my car, my first car. But as soon as I put my hands on the steering wheel of the new car, and from that moment on, I never thought about my previous car. It's like I never thought about it anymore. And 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 I realized then that, you know, if if we don't let go of the things we're attached to. Uh, we'll never get anything better. You know, if your hands are full, you'll ne- God cannot put something better in your hands. So I, I needed to let go of that in order to get what God wanted for me, which was far better than, than the first thing that I thought. So there, that was my one of the best decisions I made. Mm-hmm. Um, George, I heard this from, if I'm not mistaken, I heard this from Craig Groeschel, that the Time is measured by minutes, but our life is measured by moments, by the moments that we create. And uh, yeah, when you let go of something, you 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 uh, get ready for another moment, for another mm. season in your life. Talking about letting I go, like that. talking, yeah, thank you. Um, you you know, <laughs> listening to myself, I I it's. You know, I, I said something so nice. I I, I want to take it down. I mean, to yeah. take notes take on note it. Take that. note of right. that. Yeah, take, note, take of. note. Yeah, <laughs> talking about letting go, George. I'm going to talk about letting go relation of relationships. I mean, uh, again, seasons. You know, I used to attend this charismatic community, and I grew up there. I spent 18 years of my life there, and I thought I was gonna. I was gonna be in that community for the rest of my life, and uh, but but at a point came when I felt that the Lord was was telling me that it's it was time to move on, okay. Mm. Um, so I had to make a difficult decision of moving on, but you know, n- not that I burned bridges, not that I gave up, uh, you know, m- my relationships there. It's just that I had to move on. And uh, obey, obey the Lord and uh, join another community, which is Light of Jesus Family. Um, you know, my friends there are still my friends. And uh, yeah, but, but it, it opened another chapter in my life. And, mm. um, you know, I really thought I was going to serve 
the Lord for the rest of my life there. But, you know, but now I'm serving the Lord in a different way. And it's good. Uh, again, um, holding on to something, I just had, yeah. to let, I had to let go so that the Lord, has, you know, op- can open doors for me and, and um, yeah, give me stuff to do. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that I made that decision. It, it's funny, Rand, how we tend to think certain things were meant to last forever or we think we were meant to hold on to certain things or be somewhere forever, you know? And and so, yeah, I, I like that thought that, you know, um, it, it was sort of the same for me. I also grew up in a community that I, I thought I would uh, lead until I was a grandfather or something. And I could never fathom leaving either, but you know in your heart when it's time to let go of something, of someone, or or a season in your life. And yeah, I, I think listening to that, you know, because you know when you know, right? You know it, you yeah. can't deny it. Yeah. And when you listen to it, it just opens up so much potential blessings and, you know, what God can do in your life. But if we don't let go and we're, you know, close to that idea, then he, he he'll never force it on us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it that he, the Holy Spirit encourages us, gently whispers it to us because God doesn't want us to miss out on the best. Yeah. So, so what my thought there is, if I love what I'm holding in my hand and I think this is the best, oh my gosh, how excited should I be for what God can give me? Because if I'm already thinking this is the best, God cannot be outdone. He's always got something better. It's like, oh my gosh, what's mm-hmm. that next thing going to be? Right? Yeah. So, Actually, yeah. George, uh, letting go is like saying no. Sometimes you have to say no so that you can say yes to better and greater things. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, our second, the, the, the second decisions that we've made, George, is all about, you know, my, at least my decision is about doing it afraid. Have you ever, have you ever, George? Have you ever worked or on something, and uh, you're you're so afraid, you don't really know how it will turn out, but but you just had to do it. Have you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Me. Yeah. yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. Let me tell you something about you know my first production. I I uh, started uh, doing videos, audiovisual presentations for companies sometime some time back and uh, and I was just doing that until someone approached me and asked me to help in the 35th anniversary of the Asian Institute of Management and uh, okay so I said yes and uh, this person who asked me to help him asked me to produce <laughs> the homecoming the 35th homecoming Ooh. of the Asian Institute of Management oh with with the Apo Hiking Society UST Symphony Orchestra, Joey Ayala, Ballet Philippines, and and uh, they wow. He, so so this was your first yes, production. Yes, yes. And you had all those people on stage. Yeah, I was so That's scared. crazy. <laughs> I was so scared, but I did it afraid. I did it afraid. That was my first time. To, just so you know, George, that was the first time I I put on. You know these communication devices, <laughs> headset, the, com- the headset comlinks. with <laughs> communication, where you 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 get to talk to the cameraman and the production people. I never wore that, and I did not know how to use it. But I did it afraid, and that was a, the best decision I think, one of the best decisions that I made, because it it went smoothly, and uh, it was um, uh, it was a what a milestone for AIM because we did it in the lagoon. We were the second event there in the lagoon in Greenbelt. And I did it. And because of that, I was able to study um, managing the arts. I took the managing the arts program. It's a business course for artists in the Asian Institute of Management. And that was a good decision. I did it afraid. I did it. I'm, I'm not kidding. Um, I was so afraid that uh, after the concert, it took me probably, what, another eight hours <laughs> to cool down. 
But I did it anyway, so praise God. Wait, so that how did you how did that lead to you taking the course? Sorry, um, the the event you said. Yeah, because uh, they they paid me. Um, actually, I I told them just pay me this much, but please let me. Can oh, I take man, a course there? So and uh, and one of the one of the 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 batch a batch member, the host batch, one of them was a professor in AIM and he said, okay, I, I can I can let oh, you man. study. So we did that. That is so good. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. But did anything go wrong at all? You say it went smoothly, but did you, I mean, your first production, you must have learned something. Yeah, or yeah. Picked. nothing. It was smooth, so smooth. Oh you, I'll, I'll tell you how I, I managed. I did not know how to use the communication. The owner of the sound system, the owner, one of the owners of the sound system was beside me. And she probably noticed that I did not know how to use it. <laughs> so she just told me, just tell me what you want to say and I'll do it. <laughs> so I survived. <laughs> I'll never forget her. <laughs> Ay, nako. Yeah. Guys, for those who are listening, all right, I, I need to share this. And I don't know if I ever told you this, Randy, but you, and I, I really mean you, literally, you are the reason why I wanted to become an event director. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Because when I saw you do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. I, I saw the way you talk to people, talk to the team, calling the shots and standing at the tech booth. And I'm like, oh man, I so want to do that as well. You can't imagine how much you inspired me to do wow. that. Before that, I I directed um, maybe like uh, I wanted to be a theater director because I came from theater before I went to LOJ or before you and I met. But um, there, but not a like a to direct the production. I used to be scared of those things like the lights and all of that and the sound. And I, I, I couldn't imagine overseeing that. But but yeah, thank you for saying for doing that afraid. <laughs> because it in the end, one of the one of the many, many fruits or many people you've inspired is 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 me. So yeah. So see guys, when stop we do it, it George, afraid. Stop it. When when no, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I'm serious. When we when we do it afraid, uh it's not just for us because we be you know, we grow, we we become a blessing to others and it's inspiring. So my mine is not so much do it afraid, my number two, but more about taking charge, taking charge of, of something that you know, you you have the opportunity or the opportunity to take charge of it, but it and and it's something that I've taken for granted all my life, which is my health. Okay, um, you know, I've always had high metabolism, so I grew up really skinny, and and no matter how much I ate, I I never put on weight. But then when I stopped exercising at some point, and age caught up with me, all these you know, I started to become unhealthy. All these aches in my body and um i wasn't happy anymore with with myself because i just wasn't moving as efficiently as fluidly as i used to especially when i had kids man because for for anyone who has kids you know that it's you gotta have a strong back to carry your kids and the last thing i ever wanted to do was to tell my kids no i can't carry you because i'm not in shape or 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 to not be able to keep up with my son when he wants to play with me you know for me the last reason i ever wanted to you know to not be able to engage them is my health and and uh, obviously in loj bo encourages us to be healthy and so many times i've gone on this diet that diet and exercising and all of that and i i'm on and off i'll be honest guys i mean it's i'm very inconsistent but very recently my wife and i did it together and maybe part of the decision was to do this together all right to have a partner or an accountability partner in my case it's so great because it's my wife we decided to really change our lifestyle we changed the contents of our cupboard all right 
and um, you know, we we've gone organic and um, we we've said no to the bad stuff already. Maybe once in a while we'll have it, but then we give it enough time for our bodies to to really get a good rhythm, such that even if let's say we have a treat once in a while, it doesn't affect our blood levels as much or or our health. It doesn't have as much impact. So we're we're. This is the first time, and, and here's the thing: I'm not miserable. All right, I've I've taken charge of my health, but I'm not miserable. Now, two two reasons: because I found out that there is a way to eat healthy, which doesn't necessarily have to be depriving yourself of all everything that you want. Um, there might just be alternatives to the things that we want, healthier alternatives, but still get be able to eat. Like for example, chicken. Um, uh, you know, we we go for organic chicken, and we're blessed that here it's 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 a lot easier to access and it's not necessarily so much more expensive. But the point is that when I took charge, it, it something inside of me changed, uh, a certain confidence or respect for myself even, just, you know, and, and knowing that I'm doing it not just for myself, not for looks or, or for anything, not out of vanity or insecurity, but because... I need to take charge so that I can serve my family, love my family better, and become a more effective instrument of God in anything, whether it's work or service. But if I'm healthier, I'm happier. If I'm healthier, I'm more. I have more potential to do stuff. And and so yeah, I mean, you've done the same. I it's obvious, uh, so obvious how you've done the same. And a lot of people don't know you've you gave up. I think uh, pork and beef. How many years ago? I I could never imagine doing that at that time. But so so yeah, uh, taking charge is is definitely one of the best decisions I've I've ever made. Mm-hmm. George, you mentioned the diet. Uh, can I ask you, what's the best diet in the world? I learned this from a friend of mine named Randy Borromeo <laughs> that the best diet in the world is the diet that you can stick to yeah. one that you can sustain <laughs> yeah you just have to take and, charge and, yeah i i hear a lot of people saying this is the best diet that's the best diet but you know it there's a lot of factors sometimes it even depends on the country on the climate on the accessibility what you and but ultimately the sustainability because it can be good uh, and i think all of them have benefits but then the question is are you able to sustain it but you know, I, I think also setting goals, taking charge part of it is also setting realistic goals because it's hard to take charge of something that is beyond your capacity to take charge of. Mm-hmm. So maybe taking charge in little ways. Yeah. Um, so whether it's your diet or or uh, waking up early or exercising, but it, it's it's a lot easier to take charge when you start small um, you know, and especially if you have a partner or an accountability partner who's, you know, encouraging you, you're doing it together, you're tracking your progress together. Yeah, that was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's so my number true. two. Yeah. Um, our number three is uh, Randy and I also have similar. Yeah. Number three is about self-improvement. Okay. Self-improvement. So I I recently, um, I, I recently... In my job now, I'm in marketing for an IT company. And, and Rans, you know me, all right? It, this is like way out of my comfort zone. And um, I, my partner, uh, partner in, in the team who was in charge of digital marketing, you know, I was in charge of events and copywriting and all the non-digital stuff. He resigned. And so I had to inherit his job and it scared me to death, all right? Mm-hmm. And it was really difficult for me. I struggled with it so much. And, but at some point, I said to myself, you know, if if I don't uh, put more effort into learning all of this, I'm not going to be able to do my job well. And un- um, unfortunately, the company was not in a position to sponsor any uh, certification course. We, we had LinkedIn Learning and, and all of that, but the budget had already been spent on those things. So I decided, you know what, instead of asking them to pay for it, I'm going to pay for it because I want to invest in myself, in my self-improvement. Mm-hmm. And so I took a digital marketing certification course and I passed. I made it. It was so difficult to study, honestly, especially during the pandemic with the kids because you know it was very draining to take 
to deal with them the whole day, but at night I'd be studying or in between whenever. And um, to be honest, I, I passed, but I'm still reviewing. I'm still learning. But the point is now, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I may not be a wizard yet, but I already understand so many things that I didn't understand when I'm talking to the agencies, when I'm looking at our stats or our websites, or I'm talking to, you know, and anyone about digital marketing more or less, you know, because I've invested in myself, I'm, I'm more capable now. And I think that's the one thing, one of the few things that, you know, will never, I'll never regret is, is investing in, in my self-improvement to make myself better, um, because I wasn't the best student in school. I hardly studied, to be honest. So actually passing something now, it felt really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, so that's my third, yeah. Maybe we should hire you, George, or get you as a consultant. Yeah. We're looking for a digital marketing guy anyways. <laughs> Self-improvement. Um, Interesting. <laughs> George mentioned, uh, you mentioned about not being a great student, you know. I, I was telling my son um, maybe a week ago that if uh, that I, I, I regretted one thing, uh, not studying well, okay? Yeah. And I said yeah. that if uh, given a chance, I will study hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Same here. And, and so, and so um, one of the best decisions I think that I made is to uh, take up a um, masteral course it's uh, it's a master's in uh, pastoral ministry. It's a Woo-hoo! master's in theology with the Don Bosco School oh, of Theology. And I'm doing this with other builders. And imagine me going back to school, trying to study. And because of the schedule, it will take us um, four and a half years to finish. But you know what? Um, what I'm discovering is that uh, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm not just learning something, but I'm falling in love even more wow. with Jesus. And uh, this is something that I, you know, I, I just praise and thank God for that opportunity and for, the, for, for taking advantage of this and, and uh, doing that. Again it's, all, again, it's also not my comfort zone, but I will. And I told Zicky, um, I, I told Zicky uh, that, uh, yeah, we're we're both students again. <laughs> I am so jealous. Really, I'm so jealous because yeah, that's one of the things that I really wanted to do. Um, take uh, higher studies in theology. It just seemed so daunting at the time, like you know, the time to do it. And but yeah, man, wow, congratulations. You know, yeah, like I said from this self-improvement investing in your self-improvement in improving yourself will will you know i i I see it as god gets to use us more all right Mm -hmm. earlier it was about health or or you know doing it afraid so that god would open doors but then just that continuous making yourself better because we have the capacity to be better is yeah a decision i don't think will anyone will ever regret yeah, that's so true, George. And now we're, we go to number four of our five best decisions that, that we've ever made. Okay? And uh, this is about relationships. Relationships. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, George, I grew up with my Lolo and my Lola, my grandparents. You lived with, with them? them? You lived with them in their house? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Because the, their house is nearer our school. And, uh, and every weekend, I'll just go home to my mom and dad. Okay? And uh, also because we're nine brothers and sisters. Whoa. And my Lola and, and Lolo needed someone to be with them. So, so I, was, uh, I was studying in Lourdes. And then my Lolo and my Lola lived near, very near the school. So I, I grew up with them. I practically grew up with them. But as they uh, were getting older and older, there was about maybe something like almost two years, George, that I decided to not do anything but take care of them. And wow. uh, I, I was just home. I was taking care of my grand grandfather. 
who was bedridden at that time, and then I was accompanying my grandmother. Um, of course, I do some odd jobs once in a while, uh, sidelines or what we call now side hustles. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I decided to take care of them, and uh, those were the last almost two years of their lives. And wow. you know that was the best thing that I've ever done because I I, I got I've gotten closer to my lolo and my lola. My lolo was able to tell me more stories about uh, the Japanese time, and my my grandfather is a certified public accountant, and he taught me how to compute, how to. Um, uh, how to uh, record sales and uh, nice. stuff like that. Nice. And uh, I thought he taught you how to add one and two and three, like that. Yeah. No, I, I at that at that time at least I could count up to eight. So <laughs> that's <laughs> so I was I was good until until eight. Um, but seriously, how old were you again at this age? Um, that was around 1990s. Eh? So, uh, I was, uh, maybe my, in my late twenties or something. Okay. Okay. That I, that I decided to, to, to just take care of them. So wow. That, that was, and, and, and that, this is where I, I, I've proven to myself, George, that the quality of, of your life is really dependent on the quality of your relationships. Yeah. Um, I had I had a wonderful relationship with my Lola and Lola, and uh, um, yeah, I wish I could have done more, but mm. but uh, we're I'm 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 okay. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. No, seriously, that's great. Um, giving back to them and just because of what they did for you, or or you know, being giving back. That's 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 so cool. I think <laughs> not 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 everyone remembers to do that, but but. Yeah, good on your ends. That's great. Talking about relationships yep. and uh, sorry, just again, th- you were with them until they passed away. Yes, yes. Um, wow. we, I took care of my grand. My, my grandmother went went ahead, went first before my lolo. Um, but but I was able to talk, take care of my lolo, and uh, just good. Well, speaking about that, I I was really blessed. That before my dad passed away, uh, I was able to have this one last really, really, really meaningful conversation with him. Now, to begin with, I write about my dad in my, you know, in the Feast Bulletin, in my reflections, in my book. I had released, you know, a book and I talked about him so much in so many articles, in my editorials, in the magazine, in Fish. And, and when I preach, I would always have stories about my dad. So... I don't think I ever lacked in expressing to the world and to him as you know how how much I admired him and and I appreciated him and all the things I learned from him but you know Rans usually when I talked to my dad we we had this interesting relationship where I was such a fan of him and I you know I loved to 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 brag about him how great a dad he was but at the same time whenever we would talk I had this thing in me where I always felt I had to be, I had to have the last say. And a lot of times when we would fight, I wouldn't let up. I would always have to say something. It might also be because I looked up to him so much and I kind of felt I, 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 I didn't measure up to him in so many ways. So sometimes I had this chip on my shoulder. I had to prove myself or whatever. But, but we, you know, our relationship wasn't perfect in that. Yeah. We had a lot of that, uh, those kind of conversations, but, in the last month of his life, he was in the hospital, I think around four times in a month. I think, you know, I would rush him to the hospital around four times because he would feel pain in his chest. He couldn't breathe. And those first three times were false alarms. Or, well, he didn't die, obviously. We would, he would go maybe stay there for one night or sometimes just in the ER, then go home. But after the third time, which he spent around three or four days in the hospital, when he finally got out, he was at home and I wasn't living with him anymore with my parents. I was married. Uh, one day I decided, I, it, it, it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I decided instead of uh, meeting, I had an appointment with someone and it was a personal appointment, 
but then I I went to him early in the morning. I said I, mm-hmm. I feel like having breakfast with my dad. So when I got to the house, I he, he actually hadn't come down yet. But then I I had breakfast, and then he came down. Then he said, "Come, let's talk in the garage." And when we talked in the garage, you know, we were just talking about you know. He started out with something like you know um, um something about dying, you know, and about. Uh, about how he felt about it and how he wasn't afraid and and all of that. But after a while, he started giving me these life lessons or life advice. And in Tagalog, we call it huling habilin, di ba? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. The, the words of wisdom before someone passes yeah. away. And, you know, he said, George, you know, you should <laughs> should take care of your your, your yourself. Uh, don't stop shopping too much. Don't spend too much. You know? And very <laughs> simple things like that. He goes, um, yeah. and you always... Uh, uh, don't drive too fast. Uh, you know, little things like that. He said, take care of the girls, take care of your mom, your sisters, and and Dinah has to always know she's the most important person in the world to you. And he said, you know, you should keep serving the Lord. Don't stop serving the Lord. Uh, he goes, you should be grateful to Bo for all that he's done for you, the opportunities he's given for using you, for allowing you to serve in his ministry. And and you should take care of the people you serve with. You know, he gave me all of mm-hmm. these lessons. And Rans, can I say... This is the one conversation I've ever had with him that I didn't say anything. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. listened. Well, yeah. I was so intent on listening. And I didn't even realize until towards the end, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this his huling habilin? <laughs> is mm-hmm. this like his farewell chat with me? And the only thing I said after he said everything he wanted to say, literally runs, this is the only thing I said to him. And I think it's the first time I actually said it to him using these words. I said, mm-hmm. Dad, I'm so proud to be your son. Wow. That's all wow. I said. Mm-hmm. That's I I I I because I kind of felt that I had told the world and and I felt that I had criticized him so much in our in in my lifetime, in his lifetime, and I gave him a hard time once in a while. But at that moment, the only thing I felt in my heart was that, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful to be this guy's son and I'm so proud to call him my father. I'm so proud to say I am the son of June Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And so that is all I told him. That I'm so proud to be your son. And we hugged. And as we hugged, I said to myself, oh my gosh, is this it? You know, is this it? Is this the, is he going to go? And mm-hmm. true enough, the following day, he we brought him to the hospital, and that was the last time he went to the hospital. From that moment on, he died uh, four or five days after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so thankful that I, w- I was able to have that conversation with him before he died. And he was saying that I'm so grateful that I didn't it didn't have to happen on his deathbed. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was still I'm so happy. Yeah, it was, he was. It was up and yeah, about. Yeah, he was up and about. And I'm thankful that I decided to postpone that meeting I had. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, in, in the morning, I said, you know, I, I don't think I can push you or can we push it back around an hour or so? Because at that moment, I chose to be with a loved one. And so wow. the, I think the decision or the lesson for me there was, yeah, the, if it can wait, let it wait because you you never know when your time with your loved ones are, are going to end and and if you can say what you got to say and do what you want to do like the way you served your grandparents mm-hmm. in their lifetime th- then do it because it's yeah. it's really tough when you don't get to and if and if there's someone listening i just want to say that you know maybe you didn't get the chance it's then maybe god allowed that but maybe it's it's just a lesson for us to do it with the other people who are living in, in our lives. And yeah, and yeah, I'm just really mm-hmm. thankful that I, I chose a loved one at that moment, you know, yeah. because yep. it's, I yep. don't know how I would have felt if I didn't get to have that, if I didn't get to hear those words from him. And, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. relationships are, are everything. Yeah. <laughs> friends, friends, you know, now is the best time. To, to tell your loved ones that you love them. Yeah. And if you remember someone out of the blue, just 
number, you know, what I do, George, is say a prayer for them. And then if I could, you know, a, a, a phone call or or a text message, it, it, it does a lot. And, uh, you know, so so you, you lessen those um, would have, could have, should have yes. moments. Yeah. And and there's always an excuse, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's an it's an awkward conversation or the timing's not perfect or no I'll I'll say it later I'm busy or I'm not in the right frame of mind or I don't feel like it there's there's always going to be an excuse not to choose a loved one or not or or even just sometimes it's not even an excuse we just take them for granted and, mm-hmm. and it, I, I I admittedly uh, yeah I I do that all the time it it's not as if I I I have that down perfectly either but I think one thing good to think about is what what if you don't get to say those things? My, my my wife and I, we have this thing where anytime we part, whether it's she's just gonna go to the grocery or she's leaving for work every day, the last thing we say to each other is I love you. And um, Oh wow. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's it sounds a little morbid to think because you don't know if it's the last time, but that is the truth. You also don't know. And I don't imagine it or think that it's really going to happen, but it's just a thing where, I don't know, it just comforts me to know that the last thing I told her was was that. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, something to think about, I guess. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the importance of a relationship and doing and saying the things while we still can. Yeah. While we still can. Yep. Amen. Oh, thank you, God. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Randy. Also, I loved what you said about your grandparents. Mm-hmm. That was great. Mm-hmm. So right. we, we move on, George. Uh, number five. Number five. We're, yeah. we're number you, five already. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and um, time like, flies like when you have lots of time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone's been taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I I have also, you know, as we speak, and God is speaking heaps to me. And yeah, as we go number five, I think a lot of the things that we talked about today, Rans, uh, all in one way or the other point to growth. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's that's what I want to share about my, the last thing I want to share, the last decision, best decision that I think I've made was to leave my comfort zone in the form of migrating here to Australia. <laughs> oh, by the way, if people don't know who are listening, <laughs> I'm not in Manila. I'm in Australia. I've been here for four years. I'm in Melbourne. Melbourne. And, Melbourne. Um, and yeah. And can I say that the, the, I never wanted to migrate. I never wanted to leave. I, I was I was born in the States. Uh, because my mom was doing her residency in the States. So I'm I'm an American citizen as well. And I could have moved to the States any time in my life. My sisters both lived there for several years. I'm the only one who didn't. Why? Because I never wanted to leave my comfort zone. I didn't want to leave my friends. I didn't want to leave the comfort mm-hmm. of my home or how how easy things were for me here. And I I really didn't want to migrate. Migrating was the last thing I had in mind, especially because I so loved my job as, you know, in Bo's ministry. Bo was my hero since I was 17. Working with him was like more than a dream come true. It was like the ultimate just thing that I could never imagine I would have the privilege to serve side by side with my hero, you know, and the stuff mm-hmm. we were doing, you and I in SVR TV, the productions and 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 the events, it was just, oh man, it was just all, it was perfect, honestly. And I, I think a lot of people, for, for a lot of people, I'd probably be the last person they would think would walk away from something like that. Mm-hmm. But I just knew in my heart that God was calling us to grow in different ways. You know, there is nothing wrong with the setup. But then I also realized that there were areas in my life where if I didn't change my situation, I wouldn't grow in those areas. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And a friend yeah. of mine, Rans, a good friend of mine said, if you want to grow in areas or in ways that you've never grown before, one of the best ways to do that is to live somewhere you've never lived and to do things that you've never done. 
mm-hmm. because if you keep doing the same thing, there's no, there's very little growth that will happen, you know, at at at, at that point now, and and just moving here, and I'm not trying to, I'm. This is not about whether it's a better life or whatever. I I I never get into that. It it was just the change in my life that I'm talking about, because all of a sudden I'm just doing. Totally, totally, totally different things. Mm-hmm. And I'm focused so much more on other things where I wanted to grow, particularly with my family and my kids. Um, just the amount of focus and time I'm able to give them now and and the lifestyle we live, um, just just the, the the pace of life and all of that. It was a change that we wanted for ourselves and it was the right time to do it. And and I'll and it was scary, but at the same time exciting because when you got it done before us. And so, yeah, it it took me a while, honestly, to, and maybe once in a while I still miss my comfort zone to that effect. But uh, I, I so feel it's one of the absolute best decisions I've made to change my scenery because that's the only way I would discover these new things and grow in areas that I've I I wasn't growing before, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm still serving the Lord now, just in very different ways that I used to know, but yeah. I can safely say that I'm I I am so my relationship with God even is just so much more intimate now because of what we've been through in the past four years, and so yeah yeah going out of my mm-hmm. comfort zone was. Uh, one of the best decisions I've ever made. Mm-hmm. How um, about you? I, I, I heard I heard Bo say this, that there's no success in your comfort zone, within yes. your comfort zone. If you want to succeed, you have to get out of your comfort zone and go to your courage zone. And uh, friends, I know that George is right now in his courage zone. And uh, mm-hmm. um, and, and he's doing doing well, doing very well. Uh, um uh, Ako naman, George, uh, I, I, if I said that uh, there's no success in your comfort zone, I am going to talk about leadership uh, mm. because you cannot lead from your comfort zone because leadership wow. is really just going to your courage zone and leadership is really telling people that you know <laughs> that you've got what it takes to bring them to where they want to be. And uh, my best decision, I guess, is saying yes to Brother Bo and uh, to, 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 to take uh, a, a leadership position in the light of Jesus' Amen. family. Um, Amen. Saying yes as a, a, to be a builder is, uh, is uh, something. And uh, saying yes to lead people every week. Um, I remember that wow. phone call. Brother Bo called me. Randy, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself talking to uh, hundreds of people every week? And I said, yeah. And in fact, that's that's um, that's a prayer in my heart. And uh, I knew that it wasn't just going to be talking to people. I'm going to lead people in, in, in or I'm going to bring people people closer to Jesus and that, that's a very scary thing George mm, yeah because oh uh, gosh, pe- yeah. people will listen to you and and sometimes I still cringe you know uh, I still cringe at the fact that uh, people listen to me when I say something people actually do it and the, the responsibility just you know, come, come to think of it the responsibility just keeps getting heavier and heavier and Again, it's a uh, it's a step out of my comfort zone. It's uh, it's growth for me. Growth, and uh, the Lord has allowed me to deal with people, deal with situations that that I couldn't have experienced if I did not say yes to to uh, Brother Bo. Um, you know, so the things that Brother Bo makes us do, he uh, <laughs> really. <laughs> You know, so, I remember yeah. I remember him telling me leadership is good for the soul, George, and I love you too much not to let you experience it. Wow. So <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And yeah. I can only imagine the things that have happened under your watch in Makati, in, in the district of Makati. And 
oh my gosh, what what if you didn't take that, you know, that leap of faith, that going into that courage zone. So mm-hmm. praise God. Oh, thank Whew. you, God. Yep. Yep. Best five decisions. Rands, I I I yeah. don't know if five really is enough, but <laughs> Yeah, we made thirty five thousand just today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but guys, for those of you who are listening, right? Just a recap, right? Number one was um, number one was about letting go. You know, letting go so that God can put something better in your hands. Uh, number two was about doing it afraid and 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 taking charge. You know, of of something. Number three was about self improvement, investing yourself. And then we talked about relationships and growth. But but Rans, I. I really feel that we need to share these uh, some bonus decisions, <laughs> not because they're oh, yeah. not as important, but because they're actually they actually trump all those five decisions in 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 our lives. And, yep. And Randy and I have very similar, uh, the exact same, yeah, six and seven. So we're gonna we're actually gonna end with seven decisions. Perfect number, mm-hmm. also. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. So number six is. <laughs> We're talking about our life partners. Uh, Woo! Yep. Yeah. That that for, you know, that was the best decision I've made. You know, um, <sighs> saying yes to Tessa when she proposed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might get in trouble here. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, choosing our our life partners, choosing our yeah. wives, and and. Uh, you know, this is George had it on his list. I had it on my list. So, yeah, um, George, how was it between you and Dinah? Yeah, I, you know, I I took a break uh, from relationships before I courted Dinah because I said I really wanna work on myself. Because you I you just had me. you just had one thousand thirty two relationships yeah. before that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I said that might be enough for now. But seriously, yeah, and I said, you know, I wanna I wanna work on myself. Why? Because the next girl that I get involved with, I wanna make sure that I'm I'm not just taking her along for a ride or I'm, I but I wanna make her the person that I wanna make happy for the rest of my life. And I wanted someone that would inspire me to be a better Christian and to be the best man I could be. And, and, and yeah, and that is exactly who God gave to me. Oh my gosh. Just in the past few days, Rans, I don't know how many times I've told Dina, you are my saving grace. Ang galing ng wives natin, no? They're just, they're just so much, ah, man. They're just, yeah, they're our saving grace. It's, it's true. And, and if marrying them was the best decision of our lives, I'm pretty sure marrying us was also the worst decision of their lives. Do you think so, Rand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I hope I could be a better husband to Tessa. Uh, same, so same here. And so... <laughs> yep. 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 Nah, just kidding. But same uh, here. Yeah. You know what, George? Um, I got married uh, 40 at 40. So wow. Uh, I I loved serving the Lord so much I almost forgot to to, to get <laughs> married. So um but when I when I met Tessa I just knew that it was going to be her. Yeah. Um you know, I I I I liked someone and I thought that was God's best for me, but come to think of it, you know, I realized, wow, Lord, if if, if this person is not the one, then maybe you'll give yes. me someone Oh, I mean, awesome, better. I mean, you know. Um, and uh, I, I met Tessa, and I said yes. I, 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 I see Tessa in in Tessa everything that I, you know. I'm I was looking for for someone to uh, for for you know. Uh, I was looking for, and she she's just the best. I mean, the best. You, you, you know, Rans, you're the one who told me that you'll know that you know when you know, right? Yep. Yeah. And and I always say that there for me there are two best deci- there are only two major decisions in your life that are you know the most crucial. Number one is the God you worship, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the the God you worship, whoever that is, whoever you choose, will obviously dictate everything you do in your life because 
whatever you worship in your life dictates your actions, your decisions, everything, all right? But the other decision, the second most important decision is who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Is mm-hmm. who is your gonna be your life partner, or mm-hmm. what is your life calling? All right, because you know you can change your job, you can relocate, you can sell your house. There's so many things that, but but when you choose your life partner, assuming that it is a, uh, you know, a, a according to what we believe that it's it's for life, it's that binding decision that wala ng atrasan, you know, no backing out. Because that also alters, because it, it just changes everything as well. Because now, mm-hmm. I remember someone telling me it's beautiful that when you and Dinah got married, there was, from that moment on, there's no more George and there's no more Dinah. George and Dinah as individuals cease to exist. You are now George and Dinah forever. Wow. You're one. It, yeah. There's no more yeah. George. There's no more Dinah. It's George and Dinah. So if you do choose to be married, that is how real and how beautiful it is that when you make that decision, who your life partner will be, know that it's there, everything is you're no longer making decisions for yourself, living for yourself. It's it's all together. But at the same time, if you're not called to be married, but you're called to be single blessedness or a priest or you know whatever vocation you are called to, then making that decision and living it to the full can is is mm-hmm. equally the most important or one of the best decisions you can ever make. Yeah. Because because yeah, I mean, obviously not everyone is called to be married. And it, married people are no better than the other people. But we, we have our callings. But to discover that calling and to be sure of it and to know it in your heart is bliss. Yeah. Yeah. So, Amen. friends, can I just say that it's very important for you to pray for your state of life. But I also want yeah. you to know that God's will is wider than you think. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know, where is God calling you? That's very very important. George, you mentioned uh, the two things. The first thing that you mentioned is about who you worship. And uh, that's that's our bonus number seven. And, the ultimate uh, number seven. Yes, the ultimate. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's important to, 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 to know who or what you're worshiping because you might be worshiping the, the, <laughs> you know, the wrong person. And, you know, and I'm talking about Jesus, about, about what Jesus has done in our lives, about who Jesus is. In our lives, that for me, George, yeah. you know, saying yes to Jesus is the number one best decision I've Absolute. ever made. Absolutely, yep. best decision. Yep, uh, we 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 accepted Jesus in our heart, in our lives, at a pretty young age, George. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, How and old I think you? that's the bonus of it. I was twelve years old. I think that's mm-hmm. the bonus also to have accepted him in our lives at such a young age. You were mm-hmm. how old? I was also 12. Okay, so there we go. Yeah. So just yeah. being able to spend the rest of your life living yeah. a life empowered by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, and just having, deepening, you know, that relationship with Jesus every single day and and growing in faith is, oh man. Imagine, imagine, you know, I, I, made, yeah. I made that decision, you know, I was 12, that was 10 years ago. And uh, it's yeah, yeah. it's really the 11? best. I thought it was eleven or four, twelve <laughs> years ago. But, oh, um, yeah, and, and, that's, yeah. And and Rans, I remember a friend of mine said, you know, when Jesus is like the salt in your food, you know, you can't wash it away. It's it, it's always there. It's 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 it affects every bite. You know, it's like it. It changes the flavor and it's it's it becomes one with the food. It melts into the food. You can't separate it, right? Once it's mm-hmm. cooked into the food, you can't mm-hmm. sift out the salt. And 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 that's the way it is with God. That no matter how many times we run away from Him or turn our back or even try to say no, I'm, you know, it's it it's like He's always going to be there in your heart of hearts, speaking to you and. You know whether whether people want to call it a conscience or or whatever. I believe that the minute you accept, you know, e- even before you accept him in your heart, he's speaking to you already in so many ways. But making the decision to actually surrender your life to him and and serve him and use your use your gifts to glorify him and allow him to infiltrate every area of your life is just it. 
you can't I, I can't imagine I cannot imagine living my life without him and it's and I and I pray that uh, you know anyone you know anyone listening would just open themselves not just you know uh, at the very least to the to the idea to the possibility and and the and eventually the beauty and grandeur and glory of having you know living a life with Jesus as your lord and savior oh man yep yep we started young but you know what it's never too late to say yes yep. to Jesus yeah I mean, doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter what season of life you're in, it's very, very important for you to do this because, uh, you know, as, as George said, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, God loves you. God loves you. And wouldn't it be nice to love a God who loved us first? And, uh mm. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's between you and Jesus, you and your God. And uh, yeah, you'll realize that it will be the best decision that you'll ever make. I, I promise you. And, I and promise as, you. And, and as with most decisions, it's something that you'll only really discover when you make it, when you do it. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Well, that, that that's it for, for tonight. And, and, okay, and we bye. hope that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we 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 really hope that what we discussed today, you know, you 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 took note of it, and 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 hopefully for some of us who are who are thinking about making decisions, for those of you who are listening, that you, you gain some clarity or at the very least some options or ideas that will help you make a a, a decision as you know and. And and we're always with you on this journey. We we want you to know, you know, like like we said, there's always decisions to be made, and and know that, um, yeah, that every single moment uh, is, it, yeah, that decision could could change the direction of your life, and then even when you feel that you've you've made the quote unquote the wrong one, then there's always that next moment to decide to go in the other direction, and and. And to make things, you know, right or better or to where you want to go. Yep. Amen. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the end for our episode today. Ah, George, mm -hmm. that was fun. And uh, again, can I can I just say, George, to our friends that our prayer, my prayer for you is that uh, the Lord will just be with you with every decision that you make. And uh, yeah. That, that this decision will uh, bring you and and then uh, transport you from glory to glory as uh, what God promised us amen and 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 so that friends um I, I I think I want I, I you know we want to pray for for the people listening <laughs> because mm -hmm. in 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 the end of the day yeah it's um it's being guided by the Holy Spirit's grace for every decision is is just what what makes it possible for us to make the best decisions in life and that happens when we have that relationship with God so let's let's uh, let's we want to pray for everyone who's listening and so if if that's all yep. right let's we're going to make the sign of our faith and and we're just we're just going to pray for you in the name of the father son holy spirit amen god i i thank you we thank you for everyone listening right now and um, thank you for speaking to us through this discussion. <clears throat> and and God, we we ask that you continue to enlighten us, enlighten us about the decisions we need to make uh, for growth, for for going, you know, doing things afraid, and when it's hard to let go of things, or when things that we need to take charge of. Or, you know, when there are decisions that need to be made for our relationships or for whatever else, um, everyone listening and we're what we're going through, whether it's finances or with our jobs or just little to big decisions that we have to make. Our prayer is that, yeah, that your Holy Spirit will enlighten us and shed light, give wisdom and help us to recall all the things we've learned, uh, the different things that we've been taught or told, and use all of this to the best of our capacity and capability 
to make the best decision possible and and and, and we know that as we do this uh more importantly is our motivation so put our hearts in check lord so that not just the decision but even our intentions would would be for the best amen amen father we pray that you just guide us in every decision that in every decision lord you will give us the peace that surpasses all understanding let that be our gauge lord uh, so that we know that we know that we know that this is what you want us to do, that this is the decision that you want us to make. Father, I pray for your peace that will guard over our hearts and uh, may, may we just uh, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and sensitive to what you want for us, Lord God. And if ever we make a wrong decision, Father, we know that you are a God of second, third, fourth, and many Amen. Many chances, and uh, yes, I just pray that all my brothers and sisters will will just decide, and will just be uh, um, cooperating, and uh, will will just listen to you, so that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. In Amen. the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, God. Well, that ends our second episode for Take Note. And yeah, we hope that you did take notes today and that what we discussed somehow, you know, is going to help you make your make your decisions in life. And and let us know, you're right, you know, how, how the episode affected you, impacted you. And and we want you to know that we're 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 here to journey with you. In, in this decision-making uh, process called life. It's, just, it's like one whole decision-making process. And yeah, and we, we really hope you join the next episode. Right, Rand? We'd love to have them. Yep. Uh, continue. Let's continue our discussion. Let's continue to think about everything that was said. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you for joining us. If you like this episode of Take Note, please don't forget to follow our podcast channel, whichever platform you're listening from. And you can also join us on our Facebook podcast community group where we can do post-episode discussions. Just search Take Note Podcast on Facebook and you'll see us there. Also, subscribe to Feast TV's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash official, where you can also find the video version of this podcast. Speaking of finding our podcast, we have new episodes every first Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. So catch us on our next upload.